Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the Jotun Toten, Vault Dwelling, Light Falling, Disciple, Mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the one, the only, man, the myth, the legend, the Oryx Slaying, the Crota Slicing, the... Tanix reviving Josh Finney. See, I I like to think that you're just adding random names on at this point so that Trevor has more work to do down the line. I am. That's the point. You know, when we get to 200. It's not fair. That's him. not right. That's not right. No, look, he started the, he look, he set a precedent. Okay? He set a precedent and now he's going to live with the consequences. We're going like, to get to a point where it's going to take 10 minutes to read all the names. It's like <laughs> it's like the but um game in How I Met Your Mother. But, um, yeah. oh god, if I had to take a drink for every nickname, I would be <laughs> dead before we got halfway through the list. <laughs> Hi, Josh. <sighs> Corey, it's good to be here today. It is good to be here. You know why? Because there's a lot to talk about, actually. There is a lot Finally. to talk about. I, I genuinely was sitting here, because no- normally we're waiting on Schwab's to come in, and I don't see him until, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon at least central time and by then you know trying to do dinner trying to get set up and things like that um i'm usually out doing things or i'm working on some stuff at home so it's kind of hard to plan a show when everything revolves largely your news revolves around the story that dropped on tuesday and the twab that may be dropping an hour before we go live it's true so it makes it a little bit hard i really appreciated waking up this morning though to a teaser trailer from bungie for the Destiny 2 showcase on August 23rd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting confirmed that they're going to talk about the raid next week. And then I had the TWAB before I even sat down for lunch. I was so excited. A lunchtime TWAB. A lunchtime TWAB, a showcase announcement, and raid details all before lunch. And raid deets all before lunch. Yes, I, I, I appreciated that. I put out a fun little poll on our Twitter account today, and I don't know whether to laugh or be insulted, but the the question I posed to the community was, in light of a new Destiny showcase coming next month, should Josh's wallet prepare itself? And the options were yes or yes, but bigger. Mm-hmm. All of you voted, with the, uh, excuse me, 80% of you voted yes, but bigger. I don't know whether you know me or you really know me at this point. <laughs> but that means that a collector's edition is probably going live the same day. It means Bungie's going to have more of my money tied up. Just thank God they take the money right away. They don't sit there and put it on like a credit card hold like Best Buy or something. Right. I, I, I tend to buy other collectibles. And I ordered this. Corey, I'm sure you have watched the 1980s Star Wars droids cartoon. Mm-hmm. At some point. I've I've seen it at some point in my life, yes. So that is one of the first real appearances of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had, a, he had a different color of armor. In the old Star Wars timeline, it was one of the earliest times he'd ever appeared in something. Because that takes place before the original trilogy. Anyways, I digress. They made a Black Series figure last year that comes in a box that looks almost like a VHS box from droids. And when you open it, when you open up the little panel in front, boom, he's right there with all his accessories and everything else. There's a little panel talking about him in the show and showing like some screenshots from his episode. It's awesome. 
I ordered that little bastard almost a full year ago, and it still hasn't come. And periodically, Target goes in and checks to make sure there's still money in the account. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me because I'll see a hold put on the account randomly for like 30 bucks. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell is this from Target? And then I have to remind myself, oh, that's something that I ordered a year ago when I'm still waiting on. <laughs> so thank God Bungie doesn't do that to me with a $200 Nerf gun yeah. or collector's editions. There's going to be a new shirt. I'm going to order the new shirt. It's the day a new season starts. I'm going to order stuff. Mm. It, it's It's just it's a slippery slope here, people. Yeah. It's a very slippery slope. I just like, thank God, I don't like the Solstice shirt. I can just get the seal and be okay with it. I just, God, I need the shipping to go down. I need the shipping prices to, to get to a more reasonable point. I want to know when the Shaq Satchi's going on sale. That's what I want to know. I want to know when I'm getting my Bungie Day order. I ordered the, uh, the Trials of Osiris three-quarter sleeve shirt mm-hmm. and uh, some of the Armory pin bags. Ooh. I'm know. very excited for those to show up. They they went back on sale and they're all like pinnacle weapons from late Forsaken, early Shadow Keep. So uh Mountaintop is in there, Recluse. Oh, you don't Rake like neck. So I just saw the Solstice shirt just now. You don't like that? No, not really. I it's kinda, too bright for me. I kinda like it. It's too bright. I'm okay. I don't need to buy everything that I see at this point. Like half my work. I think you can adequately split up my t-shirts into about a third of them are probably Star Wars shirts. A third of them are probably Destiny shirts. And the last, like, 20 to 30% is, like, neutral colored shirts with, like, nothing on them. Mm-hmm. So, I feel okay with skipping a shirt now and again. Especially with their exuberant shipping. That's fair. So. That's fair. Good. I'm good. But Corey, like we said, we have a really packed show. We should just we should just jump into the nitty gritty of it. Yes, let's do it. What are we jumping into? Let's that, start with the that announcement. What? Wait, what? Huh? I hmm? said, are we starting with the the showcase announcement? But then we're starting with showcase start. showcase announcement. So, like we said this morning, we all woke up to a teaser trailer. Nothing new in it. Just you know, showing really a lot of the like closing scenes from the expansions that we've had so far. The only shot that might be new is Eris approaching the darkness statue. I can't remember if that was shown at the very end of shadow keep. No, or that's not. A, that's at shot. That's in shadow keep. I remember that distinctly. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember if uh, I knew that we saw a scene of her in the pyramid. I didn't remember of her approaching the statue was all. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, let's talk about the teaser for a second. It focuses, so that shot is notable, because that's the only time we see a character other than the Witness and Rolk, mm-hmm. is Eris. Mm-hmm. So Eris probably, this is probably Eris's, so I know we've said this repeatedly, we talked about it on episode 100 with Christy's question, but this is probably the swan song for everyone's favorite hive-loving hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta expect, if it's not, I expect her and Finch to go retire on a beach somewhere after the final shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the moon. I don't know. I don't know what you go do after that. But I feel like Eris's end has to come either at the end of this year or during the campaign of Shadowkeep. Um, it's it's time. Yeah. It's time. As much as I love Eris as a character, I think we've done about all we can. She's helped everybody else overcome their traumas. She has avenged her fire team. She's exercised her own nightmares. She has helped, you know, she helped defeat Crota. She helped defeat Oryx and Savathun. It's time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's time. She She's the most fleshed out character we've gotten in the entire franchise. 
it, it's it's time for her to go. Yep. Um, I would also note how heavily the callous imagery is. Like, the stuff from this season in particular. You know, we get the shot of yeah. the Leviathan. You see the Castellum. It zooms in on the the callous statue. Um, obviously grown over with the Aragor. Um, I think you can reasonably deduce we're going to take out Callus in, in Lightfall. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, we talk about dominoes that have to fall. I think Rulk is there to signify another disciple besides just Callus is going to have to drop. If I had to guess where we go from here, um, you look at the enemies we still have to deal with, and there's probably, there's four big ones. There's, of course, the Witness. Mm -hmm. There's Zivu Arath. Callus mm -hmm. and Spider mm -hmm. really are kind of like the big four remaining. I don't even know if I would put Spider in there, but we're gonna have to deal with them at some point. But I don't yeah, know that I don't know if I would consider him a like a key enemy the way that Callus and and um I, I would I would honestly but... I'd probably shift Aramis into that category. I because I'm firmly a believer that Aramis is not dead, and we know Sabathun isn't really gone. Right. Um. So you probably got four or five things you really have to deal with here. Mm hmm. You think they could do that and in ten seasons? Theoretically, see that that so that's my big. I think that's my big question. That's something I kind of want to ponder more once we see the showcase because we'll have a better idea of where we're going. But nothing. Uh, it also doesn't mean that we have to wrap all of that up like right now. I mean, like the threads, the threads that are still hanging out there, like Spider. I could very easily see like them punting to the seasons after the final shape, like. Spider is like, and, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. And like you team up with Mithrax to take him down or something right. in one of the seasons after. Um, it just, it just seems the, like, it just seems like there's a lot to wrap up in, in 10 seasons now. Sabathun, Zivuarath, Callus, and The Witness are the four big enemy plot threads you have to wrap up. Yeah. You have to wrap those up. Yeah. Um, and so I, if you figure it, though, the witness is getting a dungeon or a, a raid, excuse me. Uh huh. He's getting a raid. Yeah. I think that's going to be an Oryx situation where you kill him in the campaign, but he's not really dead, dead. You have to do the raid to make sure he's dead, dead. Right. Um, or like his vestige is trying to like come back or something and you take him down, whatever. It's going to be something wacky like that. Um, and if it's if it's a campaign boss fight on the level of the Sabathun fight, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Totally okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, I would wager to say that Callus is probably going to get a dungeon. I can't imagine not taking Callus out in a dungeon at this point because I think if you only have two raids left, one of them has to go to the Witness. The other one, I would say, has to go to Sabathun or Zivu or Wrath. Or and I'm I'm wagering at Zivu or Wrath at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. What honestly, what I would like to see is Sa again Sabathun, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and her and the Lucian Hive mm -hmm. team up with us, and like you know we've talked about it, like the the portals moment in Avengers Endgame, right? Right. And I, I can imagine we're in a Zivu Arat, we're in the raid fighting Zivu Arat, and when it gets to final stand, like uh, I, and I I don't know how you would ever make this work in a raid, but I would love like when you get the health bar all the way down, like a cutscene plays. Mm -hmm. And when you think you have her, like, Corey, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? I did not. So there's a moment in season eight that we were anticipating for years and years and years. If you had read the books and watched the show called the Clegane Bowl that we were waiting for, where the mountain Sandor Clegane is destined to fight his brother, the mountain. 
and or excuse me, the Hound is destined to fight the Mountain. His, his brother, his older brother, Gregor Cobain, who is the opposite of a knight. He's not scrupulous at all. He's he's horrible. He you know he he rapes and murders for fun. <laughs> and they clash in the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. And as they're fighting to the death, uh, Sandor tackles his brother out of the king's tower into a fiery inferno. They, he he kills them both. That's how the Clegane Bowl ends. I imagine that with Savathun, like Zivorath is like trying to escape to the to like the the uh, ascendant plane, and Savathun comes in and is like, "Nope, fuck this! Like I'm taking you. I, I'm gonna I'll kill myself to take you with me." That's it. <laughs> Something like that would be awesome to watch. Like she uses her goat, like she uses Imaru to like bind them together. And then the guardian has to step forward and just crush it to kill them both. Mm -hmm. Would be awesome to watch. It would, it would kill two birds with one stone. Right. If they don't give Zivurath a rage, she certainly has to be a boss at some point in at least a dungeon i would say but i think because zivorath has not gotten the build-up that savathun got no savathun we dreaded coming for years like they started teasing that two three years before and even for if you go back even further into vanilla d1 with or vanilla d2 with savathun's song mm -hmm. you know those were things that were laid forever zivorath we got kind of we knew about her from the books of sorrow we got her teased a little bit if you paid attention to who duel and karu was and mm -hmm. to the story of the dreaming city but it really wasn't until season of the hunt that it was like, oh, Zivorath is here too. Yeah, it just it really just seems know like what she's doing. She's just kind of fucking around. Yeah, it just seems like she's always just been off to the side. It feels like, yeah, not that they don't know what to do with her, but that's kind of what it feels like in the story, and they're just kind of like avoiding How it do until we they make have her something unique. When we've already had Crota, Oryx, Omnigul, um, you've had uh, Sabathun. Who was? Sabathun, you've had, um, I was trying to think of the boss of Pit of Heresy. You've had uh, Duel and Karu. Like, you've had all these huge hive bosses. There's not any left except for Zivorath. And it's like, how do you make Zivorath a truly unique enemy here without treading previous ground? Like, with Sabathun, we had to give her the light, yeah. right? To make her this truly, like, right. unique adversary. What are you going to do with, what's she going to do? Shoot fucking stasis at me or something? Oh, I haven't seen that before. Right. Um,. So I, I think a hint of where the story is going, like I was talking about this with um, Nerd and uh, Colonel this morning. We were, we were talking in a group text and it's like, well, there's two seasons to go. Bungie's never revealed with two seasons to go. Yeah. It's always the season of and it's like a six month season. So what does this mean for the seasons? When is this coming? Uh, I, I think uh, like a late February, early March time frame is when you're going to get it. That lines up with two more um hundred something day seasons right that's roughly where we end up at is back where witch queen came out mm -hmm. um it i, seems I right. think it's real I, I, and i you know i was talking with, with them and with john and we were like what what do we think is going to be shown here like how far in advance do you show because there's still two seasons to go and i think it's going to be more of here kind of like with the savathun thing except that was one season they had to cover a lot of ground it's like well this is what's going to happen now how do we get there Mm -hmm. Yeah, the next two seasons are really like about laying the groundwork for how do we get there. And I don't think them showing the Traveler above Earth as the first image you see is, besides the pyramids, obviously, is coincidence. It's got the light draining device on it from Gaul from during right. the Red War. Yeah. I think that that is very poignant. Um, you know, we've long theorized that the Earth is going to be, you know, 
swallowed by darkness. Mm-hmm. But I think this also may be like beyond the obvious of Lightfall and like, oh, we're going to get the first cinematic. OK, that's a given. The new season, that's a given. Maybe the first footage of King's Fall Reborn is mm-hmm. a given. Yeah. Where do we go beyond that, though? Like th- this is more than just that. Like. I think we're getting the next subclass announcement. Yeah, that's because seems we reasonable. were supposed to get one with Witch Queen. They have confirmed that. Uh-huh. So. I think they got two in the works. I, I think you'll get one with the expansion and one like two seasons in. <clears throat> that seems. I mean, that seems reasonable, right? I can't imagine dropping two at once when you just gave us all the new light subclasses. No, I think I think you get one the the first season of. I get. I think you get one with the campaign when it launches, and I think you get one the third season. Yeah, because it with Lightfall, it would make sense if you had to go through part of the campaign using only your darkness powers. Right. I think that would add to the drama of the story. This also, I think, would allow them to vault the EDZ finally. Oh, God, yeah. No Use more whatever space magic you have to have to say, okay, the Cosmodrome is still there because of new light and things like that. Vault the EDZ for at least this year. Yeah, but they could easily if just, I... they could easily just, you know, make the new light experience that and then you never go back, you know? I yeah, feel like. if I had to guess... I think that, and I, I do think that that's likely what will happen. They spent so much time bringing the Cosmodrome back. I can't imagine vaulting it that quickly. Yeah. I have to think that what will likely happen is we may start getting the first hints of what they want Goliath to be. Yeah. We may hear about the cloud-based solution. This is purely speculative. Yeah. Right? I think you can pencil in a new subclass, but in terms of pure speculation, a cloud-based solution feels like something that needs to be talked about at this point Mm -hmm. because they've seen the backlash now that there has been for removing the campaigns and newer players are coming in more confused luke smith has talked about how oh we get we have to have a better new player experience Mm -hmm. and this game simply cannot wait two years for that to happen yeah you you need that now even if it's just putting in the even if it's just launching you from the cosmodrome straight in to the homecoming mission you have to do something yeah which I think is the most logical way to do it, right? You force them to finish the stuff in the Cosmodrome, and the first time you fly to the tower, the homecoming mission happens. Yeah. yeah. That's the only possible explanation I can think of. Yeah. I, I, I don't know beyond that. And smarter people than me will make those decisions, right? Um, but I think there has to be a solution for that. At some point, there has to be a solution. And we need it fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it an optional download. Do whatever. Like, don't require it to be a part of my game if I don't want it to be. But mm-hmm. something's going to have to happen. Something else I think they... that I don't think this is guaranteed by any means. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance of this happening. But if I really had to put my odds, I'd say it's like 60-40 that we ditch legacy consoles. For a light that... Yes. That would be... A... It, it, it's time. It's time. As of right now, there are more than 20 million PlayStation 5s and 20 million Xbox Series Xs and Ss out there in the wild. By the time you get through another holiday cycle, it's going to be closer to 30 million of each. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. We, we are now actively at a point where it is going to hold the game back. Yeah. That And that's, that's the whole real reason that we have the content vault to begin with. Yeah. One of the reasons we have the content vault. Um, 
it's it's time to let it go. I know it's going to be it will be painful for those who have not been able to get a new console. But I think announcing it in August gives you six months to procure one. Yeah, I would be interested to know the percentage of our audience who plays on last gen consoles still. Just yeah, if, like if you play size. on a last gen console, please give us like write in and give us your perspective because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm bashing everyone, but yeah, it is. It is night and day. Yeah. Compare. I tried to play on a. Uh, I tried to play on an Xbox One a couple months ago, <laughs> and it was, it was rough, man. It was really. I cannot imagine trying to play the Witch Queen campaign on an Xbox One or on a PS4, like a uh-huh. base one. Yeah. Maybe the One X and the PS4 Pro are okay, but I don't even think you can differentiate at that point because you're still supporting tech that is really, you know, was yeah. developed in like 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We we've we know that there's been issues with the engine. In fact, one of the emote artists was talking about it on uh, Twitter today. There's a new glaive emote in the shop for Solstice that changes colors based on whatever class you have equipped, hmm. and that's really cool. But he was like, "Yeah, we had a lot of engine limitations. We had a lot of issues making this work." Yeah, and this this looks like something that should be so basic. Yeah. Like this just keeps going back to what Luke has said. Like the game is spaghetti code at this point. Yeah. We should put a, we should, I mean, tomorrow in the, or, you know, in the episode post, we should put a poll on Twitter too, mm-hmm. uh, just to see, you know, like, yeah. okay, do you play on a base Xbox one or PS4? Or do you play on a series Current or, or a, or a, no, an Xbox one X or PS4 pro next gen or PC? Like, I just, I, I just want to yeah. know like the audience. Sorry, Stadia. Yeah. Nobody play. Who's playing on Stadia? The one person emails us, hey, you didn't put Stadia on your Twitter poll. Uh, on vacation, I logged in via Stadia, and that's not a joke. Um, How'd it play? Yeah, I, I think that we've reached a point now, and six months, I think, six months with a huge holiday cycle coming up mm-hmm. is, I think, a more than fair time to say that. Like, I've seen a lot of Series S's in the wild. I've, mm-hmm. I, I've even seen some PS5s. Yeah, so and if you look it's online... Not like they're... If you look online, sometimes Series S's are like 250 bucks. Yeah, Amazon had some weird thing going on uh, a couple weeks ago with that, yeah. right around Prime Day. Yeah. Um, there's going to be holiday bundles. They've been out for two years. There's going to be some holiday bundles. You're out of your mind if you think that Sony's not going to do a, gear, a God of War style bundle. Yeah. They've already got one going for Horizon Forbidden West. Like mm-hmm. it's it's gonna happen. I wouldn't even be shocked if they came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna do a we'll do a PS5 bundle with uh, Lightfall next year." Like they did it for the old for the older ones in Destiny One and even Destiny Two. Like mm-hmm. why not? Why not? I don't not saying it'll be like a special console or anything, but just like package it in with consoles or something. God, if they did a cool like outline like they did for uh, Taken King with the gold. Oh, dude, I'd buy it so fast. I see the beauty of the PS5 is you only have to sell the console, just sell the plates. I know. I'm really hoping that they do that now. Thanks a lot, Corey. You're welcome. Uh, more more things for me to spend money on on the console. I don't play Destiny. On. That's fine. You'll you'll get over. I want to know. Figure that. it out. You'll figure it out. It's, it's fine. fine. It'll be in my living room. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I dreamed of getting a, a Destiny Xbox, so this is fine. Um. Well. <laughs> I think I think we're we're due for a couple of other things during this. Um, I think that's when you're going to get the first. We know we're getting PvP details details next week, but I think that they're deliberately getting some things out of the way before this showcase. I think that a true comp rework they will save for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
showing maybe the glory system in action. Right. Um, I expect an update, an announcement that Zavala has now joined everybody else. Zavala and Shax are now getting the update, the vendor update, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else. Uh, maybe some more reprised content. I mean, they'll probably show um, off I some maps and stuff, right? I mean, I didn't they say they were going to bring out I'm a new map leery... this season? So we did get the new map this season. We're going to get a reprised map next reprised season. Reprised map next season. Okay. Yeah. Destiny 1 map coming back next season. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'll just say this. So we know Bungie's been really been staffing up, not just on their unannounced projects, but on Destiny. And I have this wild conspiracy theory. If, if you want to take it, we're going to put the spin foil hats on. We haven't gone down here in a while. Here we we're go. We're going to put our spin foil theory hats on for a moment. I think the reason that we saw PvP updates stop is because it's kind of bare bones right now. I think almost the entire PvP team moved over to work on either Matter or on the Arena Shooter. If they're not one in the same. They could very well be one in the Matter is just a code name, worth noting. We do we do not have explicit confirmation that that is a new IP. We all just kind of assumed. Yeah. Um, I still personally believe it's a new IP, but I can't imagine doing two PvP-centric games right now. Yeah. Um, for a company that has struggled with PvP for the better part of a decade. I mean, if you do an arena shooter and a hero shooter, those are two different types of, you know. It, it is, but I think still, like, trying to do the support for those plus trying to do Crucible support is a little yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. One of them, um, one of them's going to be dead in the water. Yeah. Piss or get off the pot, basically. Yeah. Um, but my, my wild conspiracy theory is that they moved them all over there. And they put Chris Barrett in charge of the project because I think that he was, and I have no basis for any of this. Please do not aggregate this. Do not go like saying like, oh, you know, somebody from Tower Casual said this about you, Chris. Um, that Chris Barrett, he's he spent he's been at Bungie for over twenty years. The last thing that I'm aware that he was in charge of was Forsaken. Um, I believe he was the expansion lead on it. Don't quote me on that. I believe he was. Um, but that, to my knowledge, is the last major Destiny thing he worked on. Uh, I, I sort of have started having this thought, was he potentially looking at going elsewhere? Because he's, you know, he, he has been the guy that, he was one of the brains behind the Taken King. He's one of the guys that was behind, obviously behind Forsaken, behind Vanilla D1. This dude's been there since Halo 2. Mm-hmm. Since before Halo 2, even. Like, he is, right. he has been in the trenches for a very long time now. And I almost wonder if this was kind of like, hey, man, we're going to let you lead your own projects. Obviously, you don't want to lose a talent like that who's been a longtime Bungie employee. Right. Um, and he was kind of like, well, I'd like to make another multiplayer game, but I'm going to need established guys to start building this team with. You know, even for incubation, you have to have guys building this. And if it's a PvP centric game, if they have two of those in incubation, that would explain where your PvP people went. Right. So... I don't think it's too wild of a theory to think that that's what happened, just like a lot of incubation, but at a certain point, it becomes piss or get off the pot. Right. And I'm not saying, like, you must go back to Crucible. No, it's you shouldn't have done that without being like, well, we'll bring in fresh blood to work on Crucible. Instead, it kind of feels like, and I think a lot of it was due to working remotely, and I do think working on PvP is a lot different than crafting story content. Yeah. In those ways, like, and trying to trying to play test that and everything else in a remote environment. But with them saying they want to be a remote first studio, and really now having to be the leader of the PlayStation Vanguard in that front, 
you have to come up with some some sort of solution and letting pvp and pvp was just in such a bad state trials launched horribly right as we all went into lockdown mm-hmm. and that i think has really like fueled the pvp angst and at this point i don't even blame that community i do think that some of the response has been absolutely ridiculous that is a large reason why we're not getting communication from the devs anymore dylan yeah. explicitly confirmed that this week yeah um <laughs> I do wonder, and I guess, just kind of like wrapping the thoughts up on the showcase, I wonder if that's going to be addressed at some point, like at the top of the show. The insane amount of harassment that especially Dylan and Liana have been getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's on leave from Bungie until September. He announced a couple weeks ago. I completely missed it. He will actually be on leave. He's not going to be writing twabs. He will not be back fully until next season and he said you know he he's had some health problems and we, we we've known this for a while right mm-hmm. he's got some health problems um and he says you know he he's getting some help for some mental health issues too and it's just like man you you have to think that this is probably part of that like getting that shit day in and day out so I don't know. Like I would expect that. Like they're so community oriented as a studio. I would expect that it, between that and the Kevin Yanes harassment, I expect that to get addressed like by an official channel at some point. And I think that a showcase is a good point to do that. You've had you, especially the lawsuit that we saw this week, right? Right. Against someone who was threatening them and Dylan in particular, mm-hmm. and then saying he was going to burn Bungie IQ or HQ to the ground moved to Seattle supposedly and also has been ban evaded 13 times and used cheating software. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Talk about the walking definition of touch some fucking grass. Right. That's it. Like, this is a video game, dude. This is a fucking video game. Yeah. People, Uh, people just, man, I don't know. People are. It's not just here. You know, we've seen it with Sony Santa Monica. We've seen it with 343. We, we've we seen, seen it. With it there's just been such. There's been such a rise in it, particularly over like the last nine to 12 months, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I, we know the internet it, is not exactly the best place to talk about things. But man, the last, like, probably like the, like you said, like the last six to nine months has just been awful, man. Yeah. It's been unspeakably bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I can't I cannot imagine what it is like to, you know, those who are, you know, obviously not straight white males. Right. You know, if you come out and you know, you're you're queer, you're non-binary, you're a person of color, you're a woman. God for God forbid you're any of those. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're gonna go, you're gonna go through some shit. Right. And that's not like that's not right. You know, the, this is. This is a game that I think the community has largely always prided itself on being so inclusive. You know, we saw during the Me Too movement how this community really stepped up and chased a lot of the shit bags out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's always new shitheads to take the place of former shitheads. And that's where we are right now. And I, I'm hoping that some of these legal challenges start sinking in and like, I think Bife had a really nuanced take on this. He was like, you know, set aside, like, fuck this person and all that. But he's like, these guys have got to understand, like, I think this was like a 17, 18-year-old kid who was saying this shit. Like, you have to understand, that is going to follow you forever. 
Mm-hmm. Social media is forever. Employers will see that. You will never work in this industry. Like, that will get reported. Like, beyond just like, oh, you got banned from a game, there are legal consequences for talking like that. Right. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, the police will get involved. Like, you know, that there, those are legitimate, credible threats. Mm-hmm. And, like, you are going to ruin your life because you're mad about a video game. And there's, it's just, it gets to a point where enough is enough. And I, I think that Bungie has finally hit that. And now I think with them having, we're going to, you know, segue in just a second to our next topic, with them having the backing of Sony's resources now, I think it's going to make a lot of people hopefully think twice about what they do. Yeah. So, or maybe it'll make it worse, you know, especially I, if, if, I mean, it, it could, I don't, I didn't want to go down that route, but it very well could make it worse. I, I don't you know, we I mean, see how console warriors act. Yeah. I mean, like there's so many people that are like, Oh, Xbox isn't getting Lightfall because PlayStation is going to make it exclusive or whatever. Or like, it's so stupid. I know. It's so stupid. I'm We're like, going to address that anyways. I'm like, I, are you just going to pay attention? Like, come on. Yeah. Anyways. Think McFly. Think. Um, if I had to offer one final guess on what we'll see, I think we're going to see one non-Lightfall thing get revealed, or at least get announced in principle. I don't know if we'll see a teaser or anything, but I think they will explicitly confirm a Destiny project that is not a game. That is not Destiny 2, I'll put it that way. You think they'll do that? A Destiny project that is not Destiny 2. You think they'll show off that mobile project that supposedly working on? I don't, so, okay, I'm going to be in the extreme minority here. I do not believe the mobile project is a Destiny game. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I have not I believed th- that from, from from the second it got announced. I have never believed that that is an actual Destiny project. Well, I thought that money was for a new IP when they announced, when they got that. That was my understanding of it as well, is it was for a new mobile IP not yeah. connected to the Destiny universe. I don't, so I get really annoyed with these Destiny news aggregators on Twitter. I sit there and retweet them occasionally, but like Destiny Bolton and Destiny news, I really hate how those sites get verified because it makes it look like this shit's coming from Bungie mm-hmm. and they're just inferring things. Right yeah. now we had a really nice conversation because I wouldn't have noticed the job listing. I don't sit there and scour every listing every day of the week Right about the hero shooter. I really liked that. We got to have that. And that was something we could sit there and read. I have never. And if there's evidence to the contrary, I'm really sorry that I haven't seen it, but I've never seen it myself that this mobile game is tied to destiny. I don't think it needs to be. I don't want it to be. I don't want Destiny Immortal. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anybody wants that. And Bungie has to know the reputation of NetEase and know what they're getting themselves into. I cannot imagine they would say, let's sully the Destiny name and go into this. I have to imagine it's some new IP and they took it because they needed the funding at the time. Knowing hope... that they were about to go independent. Hope it's a Zer Match 3 exotic puzzle game. I'm not, dude, I sw- if they made a Destiny overlay for fucking Puzzle Quest 3, I would never play another mobile game. <laughs> I swear to God, I would spend so much time playing that game, matching my exotics. It wouldn't even be funny. And I hope he talks. Oh, the Niner, pleased with that. <laughs> Temple-faced fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I guess, I, I, I guess to wrap up, my, my final thing I wanted to talk about, and this is going to lead into our next topic, is... With the acquisition of Bungie becoming official with Sony last week, literally hours after we recorded episode 101, um, you have to expect that's going to be addressed also at the top of the show. 
now that that's official, it will have been official for a month. You know, I don't expect anything like huge, like, oh, I don't think Herman Holst and Jim Ryan are going to be there or anything, but I expect them to address it. And just like, because they've already been active on Twitter. The Bungie account has been, a lot of the devs have been like, no, we are, we are staying multi-platform. Mm-hmm. But I think that fans want to hear that physically from their mouths. Yeah. And I would I would say this as a word of as we go as we go into this topic because this is the next thing I wanted to talk about. You know, Bungie's been kind of reassuring everyone over the last week, like, no, 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 we're staying. Our games are going to be where our audience is, which is everywhere. When we first talked about this at the end of January in an emergency pod, talking about Sony buying Bungie, one of the main points that we kind of got at was it seems like a deal between them and Microsoft was all but done, but the sticking point was multi-platform games. Mm-hmm. And how we really believe that this acquisition was about, one, getting that Destiny revenue into Sony, but also getting the tools that Bungie has. Because this is the only truly successful live service game that's not an MMO like World of Warcraft or like Elder Scrolls Online or something that we've really seen. Like, how does Bungie continue to keep a content cycle going, telling an ongoing story and still maintain the same amount of players, if not adding to it. I mean, Witch Queen just had the highest number of pre-orders ever for a Destiny project. Mm-hmm. For for an expansion. I, I should say for an expansion, not for a project, for an expansion. So they, they want it for all of those. A word of caution, I would say. I think anything with the word Destiny on it is safely multi-platform. A Minecraft situation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I think Sony is smart enough to realize pigeonholing a FPS multiplayer game to just your console that is not called Halo is a mistake. Yeah. Even Halo is on PC, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you could do it to PC and it would probably be very successful. But I think... Well, even Microsoft almost put the Master Chief Collection on PlayStation 4. Remember, those conversations happened. (laughs) <laughs> there were a lot. I mean, there, there's been nothing is out of the question these days, right? With the collaboration, with crossplay, and with Sony and Microsoft kind of coming to the realization, like, uh, we got to kind of stick together because Amazon and Apple and Tencent are going to put us out of business otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Basically, um, and I think we're going to see that with the Discord integration that's coming to Xbox. Yeah, we know it's going to come to PlayStation at some point. Right. Um, Great move. By very the way. surprised that it did not come to PlayStation first. I know that was like the big thing is like PlayStation made this huge investment in Discord, right? And like had to announce a partnership or whatever. And well, then Xbox. Microsoft, very, Microsoft was in final negotiations to buy Discord last year. Right. And it didn't happen. Right. So. I, you know, we don't know what happened there, but I think it's for the best. If it comes to PlayStation, that's for the best. Right. Which you have to imagine it's going to be. It's superior to the party chat on PlayStation by default if it goes there. Right. Like Xbox at least has decent party chat, but I'm going to love having Discord. It will make it will make LFGing for things like Destiny and like Fortnite and Apex so much easier than ever before. Right. I don't sit at my desk with my computer to use Discord. I don't like hooking up my phone to have to use it. What is this, the Nintendo Switch? (laughs) Switch. I had to get it in there. Sorry, Ed. Um, (laughs) I I would say, though, like, I I expect it to be a Minecraft thing. So, like, Minecraft Legends was shown at the Xbox Showcase. And immediately, immediately, the press release was like, it's coming to everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yep, 
That's how I expect future Destiny titles to be. Destiny is going to continue to be the multi-platform thing. The true test for me is, one, when we figure out what matter is. If it's a Destiny game, I think it's safely multi-platform. Mm -hmm. Two, if that third-person action-adventure game that we've heard that's in incubation, if that comes to fruition, because it's worth noting, just because something went into incubation does not mean it is coming out. Right. Does not mean it will be released. But Bungie has committed to releasing one new IP before 2025. We're kind of running out of time here to figure out what it is at this point. Two and a half years. Well, a year two and a half, and a, I guess. And I, I mean, I know that's kind of wacky to two say, two, you know, uh, a year and a half is like, oh, we're running out of time. But I mean, do I you do know how long it Sony takes to make a game. <laughs> the Sony acquisition likely bought them some time on that front. Yeah, I, I will say that. I, I pretty emphatically believe that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a question of what it is. I, I think the safe assumption is, OK, it's matter assuming it's matter it's a brand new ip it's chris barrett's game watch it just be the NetEase game i would laugh so hard <laughs> i me, would not stop laughing if it was if all we got by 2025 was more destiny and the net i mean i'd be happy with that but yeah i mean <laughs> I think to Bungie's me, ready to work on something new after 15 years yeah i mean to me i feel like bungie is gonna stand beside playstation in a way like it's just not it's not going to be treated the same way their first party studios are i feel like i mean bungie bungie to their credit has tried making this really clear it's just i wonder how that looks in like year four of this agreement versus minute four of the agreement right right um like you can say all this now but as we know things can change on a dime uh, Joe said something to me really poignant the other day when this news uh, came through that it was officially confirmed. And he says, I would love to know what the opt out clause looks like for both sides. Like after how many years can the studio decide to go independent if they want to again? Mm-hmm. Because that's baked into these acquisitions these days. Right. You know, of this nature, like, is yeah. there one baked in, is there one baked in for Bethesda? Is there one baked in for Bungie? Like, because the Bungie agreement is it's very unique. In a way that I be, I don't think the Activision one was, and that definitely these smaller studios have not been. Like Sony and Bungie were both in that joint announcement. Like, no, these things are gonna all their stuff's gonna stay multi-platform, and that's so unique for an acquisition to the mm-hmm. point where I think that tipped the scales for Microsoft, saying we're gonna keep things like things that exist, like Call of Duty, and I would wager to say things like Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, etc., being multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I, I think it's more about getting the revenue and having the IP under your umbrella if you want to do things with it mm-hmm. is what it's about. Plus, plus, I mean, like Microsoft's big thing is like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be multi-platform, but you can play it on Game Pass. That's like yes. that's going to be their thing. So right? that but... that raises that raises the first of a couple questions I have for you. Do we think that we're going to see because we know right now, like for example, Sony does or not Sony? God, I'm already saying it. Bungie does the Prime Gaming bundles for Destiny with amazon those are scheduled to end we know from the api with lightfall mm-hmm. it's going to end roughly around lightfall does that agreement get renewed or not that's my first question i mean it either gets renewed or they're going to turn into playstation plus bonus things that's what i think it's happening i think it's going to be ps plus perks mm-hmm. or it'll just be available on both like the elder scrolls online a game pass perk is mm-hmm. it's also on uh prime gaming this month right yeah why wouldn't you make it available both places like who cares yeah. 
I would personally say I think it's going to become a PS Plus thing. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked that's... to see like some premium currency thrown in or some bright dust or something. That seems they did it with likely. Avengers, so it's not out of the question. Yeah, that seems more likely. Plus, I think it's like a lot of the stuff that they put in that Prime Gaming stuff is old most of the time anyway. So yep. like, I yep. just I don't think you only really get like a projection maybe that's new. Yeah, I just I don't think a lot of people would be mad over that. Of course, the Disney no, might think, be, you know. I think in the era of transmog, if it was like special armor, we would get because there's already people that are like, "Oh my god, it's going to happen!" Like, I, I, again, I want to bring up those news aggregators. Like, I think it was Destiny Bolton said this last week. Within minutes of the acquisition closing, they said, "What PlayStation IP would you like to see brought into oh, Destiny?" Oh, I saw for that. Armor? I, I saw like, that BS I was like, article. Fucking none. God. Fucking none. Who like? Why would you even post that? Like the Halo stuff was like pushing the it. halo stuff required yeah the halo stuff was pushing it and this is the defense i had to that because i had people saying like well what about like some god of war armor and i was like okay first off they're like this isn't any different than the halo armor first off bungie worked on halo okay halo like bungie is not bungie without halo and we didn't get, get halo specific halo. armor we had nods to halo on that armor you had nods to halo on two sets of armor you didn't have fucking anything on that hunter set and i will die on that hill yeah you had a warlock bond, and you had needle or pauldrons. Yeah, and then you had four. So forerunner is uh, the most overt nod, right? And mm-hmm. like, there's some lore that alludes to Master Chief, you know, because of the temporal displacement and this and that created by Zer. That was a fun little nod. Yeah. To Bungie's history, there's there's a whole marathon set of armor in there, guys. They didn't go put Gears of War in there or something, you know. Right. They put fucking marathon because it's part of Halo. The the sword from Myths is in there, like yeah. yeah. What do you want us to do? Yeah. Like these uh, are nods to Bungie things. Like the battle rifle is in there for a reason. The energy sword can't look like the energy sword legally. Yeah, that's the why it's split in half. Be called the battle rifle legally. Yeah. Come on. Like, that is why these things are in there under different names. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to come in and be like, oh, there's a themed event going on. There's Horizon Forbidden West inspired armor. Or, you know, there's a nod to Kratos, you know, and this and that. You know what you save that stuff for? You save that for when you do your hero shooter or your arena shooter or whatever. And you do it as your little timed event and say, oh, you know, Lord Shax was studying uh, some, th- some things he found in the ruins of one of the old cities and he found this you know, this this program that humans used to run in the in the dark ages and you know uh, he thought it might be good for a battle simulation for you yeah or like, and i would even hate that <laughs> i want to be really clear i'd fucking hate that or like he found he found like a a, a shield with an axe embedded into it in the in the caves of the north or whatever right like but it would have to be in something like that specifically because i don't think one i don't think sony would ever go for something like the leviathan x i'm using that as the example because that's the one i saw the most being brought Mm -hmm. up um you know john and i kind of jested about it back and forth he wasn't being dead serious about it there were a lot of people who seemed to think this will actually happen yeah like oh imagine the leviathan x i cannot imagine sony letting that be in this game knowing that it's on xbox yeah if it was just PlayStation and PC, yes, I think it was possible. Our friend Austin had a different take, and he says, what if there's stuff later on down the road that is their items or armor sets inspired by 
uh, new Bungie IPs that are created under Sony. And I said, that, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I would understand that. Yeah. I'd be okay with that because those are in-house IP. Mm-hmm. That is in-house Bungie IP. Well, didn't they that say there's... completely different. Didn't they say there's already something in the game that's teasing their next IP and nobody's found it yet? Something like that. They always tease their games in advance, though. So, like, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Like, that's fine by me. Yeah. If you want to do that, because that's within the studio. You're not putting, like, a fucking Cole McGrath in this game. You're not putting Sweet Tooth in here as, a ba- as like, a... Oh my god, a something. sweet tooth Halloween mask for Festival I will of the say Lost. the Halloween masks would be fucking hilarious. I would be okay with <laughs> Halloween masks. Because you can't transmog them or anything like that. I would be tentatively okay with that. <laughs> but that leads us to our first listener question tonight. I wanna I want to address this one while we're here. Um Jesus Galarado writes in. Jesus seven four seven. Do you think Lightfall is too far in development to be affected by the Sony money? Yes. Yup. <laughs> that game is done and planned out. Legally, they had to proceed as if the acquisition would not go through. Yeah. They have to continue business as usual for their shareholders and for that final stock price. I bet they're so well they into the second or third now, season. This week having those conversations about the future. Mm-hmm. Second or third season, right? I'm yep, assuming I, I, would, I would say that second season is definitely going to have Sony marks on it. And I will address the event card after this when we get the Solstice. But I think that's kind of a harbinger of what's to come, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that with the Sony money, they can still make an adjustment like, oh, the Dungeon Pass was a horrible idea. We're not doing that again. Which mm-hmm. you should be doing anyways, because that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You should definitely not um, do that again. <laughs> maybe we get a state of the game when uh, when it's about to launch. They give us a, they give us a Vidoc or something, and that's when they can really talk. That'll that'll have been seven months since the acquisition closed. By the time Lightfall's ready to come out, right? I think by then you can really start having those conversations. It's kind of the same thing with the Bethesda one. Deathloop came out about five months after that acquisition closed. Microsoft had nothing to do with Deathloop. That game actually got pushed back after the acquisition. Right. For another couple of months because it wasn't ready for primetime again. Something like Ghostwire Tokyo, that was even a year out. And I don't think Microsoft had a whole lot to do with that one. Mm-hmm. Starfield, though, Redfall, that's got Microsoft's hands all over it. Mm-hmm. But if, I, I will say this, like the money may affect it, but if they continue to allow Bungie to have the autonomy that Bungie has promised us that they still have, and that they have seemingly assured them they will have, the only thing I think you will see is there will be a bigger budget for expanding the universe. I don't think the game actually changes much in terms of its budget. Yeah. Maybe they say you can hire 20 more PVP engineers. I think the Sony money actually is going to go towards what they do outside of the game. Yes. Right. Like that's the that. multimedia. I, transmedia I think that stuff. and the new IPs is where the Sony money is. Mm-hmm. going. Um, new IP, new ideas, things like that. And that's why I think at the showcase you're probably going to get, and this has nothing to do with Sony. I think that's why if they announce something, it'll be like, oh, we're doing a graphic novel or we're going to do a, an original prose novel or something like that. Like something small, maybe you announce that you have uh, you have some showrunners and writers in place for an animated series. Yeah. Because that was they were actively looking for that before this acquisition. Yeah, haven't they hired a bunch before. of people? Like they, they hired they, the... Yep. the... Someone from the Arcane series, right? On Netflix. Uh, the showrunner of Arcane, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
the head of Arcane, they've hired away one of the main people at Netflix who greenlit Arcane and mm -hmm. Witcher and things like that. Yeah. I have full faith. Honestly, that's what makes me most excited for this being underneath Sony brand. One, they're going to get the respect that PlayStation Studios get. They're going to have the funding that PlayStation Studios get. And three, they're going to have access to all those resources. So it's a kind of a you scratch my back, we'll scratch yours. Mm -hmm. The yeah. question is, how far does that back scratching go? Like, are they really going to be cool with like multiplayer games? Sure, they'll let that go anywhere. They're going to make the money off that. The microtransactions, skins, heroes for a hero shooter, they'll make all that money. Do you extend that out to if they do a single player only game? And my my suggestion is no. Yeah. If it does not say Destiny on it, I do not expect it to be multi-platform at all. And that's honestly, in my unpopular opinion, is how it should be. I mean, I, I agree. I kind of agree with you. You know, Sony buys that's, them. You I know, mean, I, I have said that I think that like something like Redfall should be on PlayStation and not just on Xbox. Yeah. If it's a multiplayer game, why not? Mm -hmm. Go get those sales numbers up. People are still yeah. going to play it on Game Pass anyways. Yeah, especially a game like Redfall, which... A, didn't really show all that great, and B, requires a community that's going to play together, right? That should definitely be, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's, and, it's a tricky situation, like, because I look at something like, you know, because I, I think it's a slippery slope. People can go, like, well, what about Elder Scrolls? What about Fallout? You know, you don't want those to be. That, those are a little bit different than Destiny, I think. Those have sold, you know, like 30, 40 million copies in their lifetimes. I think it's a little bit different, but, like, Something like Destiny that, you know, sells a million expansions up front. Mm -hmm. Cool. Sony's going to be like, awesome. Why alienate? And literally, Herman Hulse basically said this. Why alienate that player base? Right. Like, we're in an unprecedented and, era of gaming that we're going into. Like, a, a new golden age, really. And, yeah. And we know we know Jim Ryan's all about <sighs> making money, right? Like, I mean, look oh, how, yeah. Jim look Ryan how fast. Jim Ryan to make a quick buck. He's not going to say no to that Microsoft money. I mean, look how fast they migrated their started migrating their games to PC, right? Like, it's like the yeah. time the time span between PlayStation to PC release is. I, I will say, shorter. Bungie Bungie will likely be the first Sony studio that does day and date releases. Yeah. On PC. Uh huh. And that's fine. I think that's how it should be. A studio that's that's been third party, not traditionally third party, but it's been third party for the last twelve years. Yeah. Should be like that. Uh huh. That has an established community on PC now. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the longest short of it, no. Um, I I think definitely by this time next year you'll see influences of the Sony money for better or worse. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, I think all eyes are going to be, again, better or worse, are going to be on Eververse going into Lightfall. Because Eververse is one of the few things they can still reverse track on leading into Lightfall. And they can either revamp Eververse and make it the best it's ever been, or it's going to be an absolute hellscape and people are going to rightfully complain like crazy. Um, there's really no in-between. Like, keeping it the way it is is not the solution. Right. We, we've already said it. There's way too many cosmetics and the Bright Ingrams suck. I'm so tired of getting sparrows from Curse of Osiris and Vanilla D2. It's not even a meme anymore. They're not even new. I'm getting stuff I've already gotten. If yeah. there was a true knockout system, I would never get anything but exotics. Yeah. So, a little annoyed there. Um, I, and that, I, that's a I topic wish, for another day, though. I wish, I wish just to, the, the Bright Ingram stuff, I wish it would just give you Bright Dust at this point. Yeah, make it bright dust. Give me, I mean, up, I'm not, I'm not saying update the item shop every day, a la Fortnite, but I mean, give me more options for my bright dust. I have 105,000 bright dust, dude. I don't spend it because there's nothing I want. 
Like, I don't care about most of the cosmetics. So I see something I want, I get it. Right. It, it, I don't know. It, it's all very frustrating. Offer up all the old armor sets for... I don't know. They're, they're, I could spend a whole night on Eververse. So we're, I hmm. think there's Eververse changes coming. So I want to hold off on that for just a, well, just a week or two. Yeah. I'm going to give them time. I'm going to give them time here. Um... Well, while we're talking about in-game monetization, let's shift over to Solstice real quick, Corey. Solstice. Oh boy, I've been waiting. So, I've been waiting this whole show to talk about Solstice, Josh. You have I, no idea. I want to be really clear here. I don't hate the activity this year. Oh, what? I think Bonfire Bash is a fucking blast. Do you? Oh man, I'm gonna check it out then. I would. I. And I mean, listen, it's not saying much, but I think it's significantly better than past Solstice events. Like, there's no more hunting for fucking chests in the EAZ. Oh, man. It's mean... just kill kill mini bosses, throw orbs across the map at this giant bonfire. Once you do 20 of them or you time out, uh, a big primeval style boss comes, which is really easy to kill. Like, we were doing it with blueberries the other night, and we were regularly getting, we were, we were beating the timer with like two minutes left on it. Oh, it's wow. like an eight-minute timer to start out with. I don't think it's bad at all. The the more you throw and the bigger the fire gets, the more rewards you get, which is nice. I, I just shard it all anyways. But um, I think that loop with the armor upgrades, I think being able to pick your stats is really nice. And if you have the ghost mod, you get to do it even better. Um, but the actual gameplay loop is really frustrating. Like, we've said for a while, like, oh, you know, why not just reward us for playing? And it's it's like a no-win scenario, right? Like, give us rewards for doing things we already do. Well, you do that. Okay, well, I also want rewards from, you know, playing the activity. I want reasons to grind the activity. And it's like, well, you guys get mad when you have to grind the activity, though. Like, which one is it? Which one is it at this point? Mm -hmm. And I will say I think the seal is insanely easy to do. I have two-thirds of it knocked out, and I've played one night of it. Um... Granted, I played for like three or four hours, but I just kind of did it hanging out with a friend and just, we were just chatting. We weren't cheesing anything. We were just chatting, running strikes, doing the things that it asks you to do. And of course we, you know, stack, stockpiled and did all the easy ones. The biggest complaint I think for me is the different, there's three different currencies. And it's very confusing to know how you get some of those currencies. So, and another thing I saw was like, one of the objectives is uh, complete sever missions or altars of sorrow waves and it's like huh if only there was a public event tied to this season that we could be doing instead of altars of sorrow <laughs> um and just like how inconsistently like progress is rewarded based on certain activities etc cetera, etc cetera. um i don't hate the actual activity i think bonfire bash is actually pretty fun it's just we're all so jaded from years of horrible solstice activities in the same space. Right. But it's never been easier to get around out there. All the bosses are relatively close. Um, with the exception of like the Taken ones, which spawn in the four corners of the area. Uh, those are the only time you ever have to go out there. And there's Cabal Cannons to shoot you right back to the main middle. Hmm. Um, I think all that's fun. I do miss having the Arc Day arc. Void and Solar Days, though, where everything was, like, supercharged. Yeah. I kind of wish that was part of it. But other than that, man, like, I don't I don't have a whole lot to complain about in the actual activity. Now, the fucking store? I got a bone to pick here. That event card sucks. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. I, I was... 
I was gung-ho for this when they first announced it a couple months ago, and I was like, man, I'm actually kind of stoked for this. I like what they're talking about. Those emotes suck. The emotes suck. You, you, so you get two emotes, a shader, a transmat effect, a ship, and a ghost projection. I don't care about any of that, except for, obviously, the emotes and the shader. And they're looking at it going, oh, this is a great deal. I want to know who in their right mind is, and I know I said I was going to do it. I find, I, when I got to see that emote, I was like, who the fuck is spending $10 for a hot dog eating emote? Mm-hmm. Who's actually going to buy that? Like, I actually, I can't believe I'm going to say these words. I have standards after playing Fortnite now in terms of emotes. Mm-hmm. And they're just, it's more fun. And I'd rather spend money on those in that game right now instead of an emote in Destiny. And that's the sad point that we're at. Like, I, I think it looks bad. I maybe putting a uh, putting a set of armor in there would have made it a little bit. Di- like, maybe if you buy the event card, you get the glowing arm, you get the the armor glows for free with it or something. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like the fact that this is likely going to be the only way to get that shader. I don't even think the shader is like incredible, but. When they say things may show up in the future, I would say you probably have a better chance of the shader showing up next year than you do either of the emotes. Right. I really just hope that they're taking this feedback to heart because I am far from the only person complaining about this. I think this is fucking bullshit. I have not seen a single person say this is a good idea. Once they finally saw it in action, I've not seen a single person go, hey, I actually really like this. No, we're all like, man, this sucks. Right. This is a this is a this is bad. And they should, honestly, they should feel bad. And my my fear is Sony's going to see this, and this is something that any hack with uh, with an associates in marketing could come up with, okay? Because it's a shameless money grab. But I think that Sony's going to look at this and go, yes, we like that. It's more money, even if only 50,000 people buy it. That is $500,000 right there, yep. right there, that cost maybe like three days of effort to make. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Yeah. That's what I, I imagine Jim Ryan being like fucking Darth <laughs> Sidious right now. <laughs> Wipe them out. All of them. That's how I imagine this is going, okay? I like and to I'm imagine like, he has like a Palpatine like costume just in his back closet and he just pulls it. <laughs> <up. laughs> yeah. He he bought he he bought it on clearance from uh Phil Harrison and uh, Don Matrick. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> they they traded in their cloaks to to Jim Ryan. We all we all know that uh, Sean Layden didn't have one of those. <laughs> Sean Layden was Mace have Windu you, in this instance. Have you heard the tragedy of Don Matrick the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a story that Xbox would tell you. <laughs> How do I learn this power? <laughs> not from Xbox. <laughs> Is it possible to learn this monetization power? <laughs> not from Phil Spencer. <laughs> I say this, but you know, Microsoft's had some egregious microtransactions lately in Halo. Yeah, but let's, all, let's be all, fair. All joking aside, like I, I actually like I really hate that this came out like three days after the acquisition was official, because we already knew this was coming. And there were a lot of people to their credit. I was one of the very few that was like, man, I actually kind of like this idea. Nope. Scrap it. Don't ever do it again. This is a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Can it for Festival of the Lost, man. There there are five events you plan on doing a year now because we did find out the Revelry is coming back. Yay. It's, 
it's like kind of tied. It's like in the API files or something. Like it's supposedly coming back. I, I want to say supposedly because I don't want to set any expectations. But I could see that being the event that like ends an expansion year now. Uh huh. Like supercharge everyone for two weeks to go into the next thing before we all get super depressed from the campaign. Right. Yeah. Let us go have fun and throw flowers around with each other and shit. Because Crimson Days is never coming back. It sucked. Yeah. Nobody wants to play PvP for a hollow, or for a Valentine's event. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was a great idea, but uh, poor execution, and you never bothered to iterate on it. But I want so, my chocolate ghost. <laughs> my God. My I, I heart just, emote, where I make one event half. Event cards have got to leave. This is this is egregious. <laughs> on top of paying for an expansion, on top of paying for a season pass, which I want to be very clear, I'm okay with both of those things. I'm totally cool with that revamping the season pass is another thing i again i want to get to after we see what's coming in the future because i have to think they're going to address the seasonal model soon because that's getting really stale and you know johnny and i were having a good conversation about the season pass today like we're not complaining about the value necessarily because like for instance the armor that's in there this the reaper armor Mm -hmm. i would have paid 15 bucks for that i would have dropped it so fast yeah I feel like I get my value right there usually in terms of the armor ornaments. Like, I was already going to probably buy this. Yeah. And it's just a question of, well, like, the emotes usually suck. The ship usually sucks. I don't care about the Sparrow. What am I really getting out? What am I really enjoying out of this? Like, most of this is, like, upgrade materials. Yeah. I care about my Bright Dust, which, to be fair... Like, 12,000 Bright Dust is awesome to get out of this. I'm very happy about that. I would like to see that number up to, like, 15 or 16, but you'd have to offer more for Bright Dust for that to matter. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see something like that. Um, I, I don't know what other ideas we really had. We didn't, we didn't get a chance to talk about it too much, but it was just like, it, it's time. Like, that's usually all we care about is the armor ornaments. Right. We get there, and then we don't really care about anything else that we got. Like, I get a couple shaders, and to my cry, like, I've enjoyed the shaders. Mm-hmm. But we used to get, like, a couple legendary ornaments. We get an exotic ornament, but I usually don't care about the exotic that was in the pass. I think the last one I really loved that was in the pass was, and I loved the ornament for, was Wither Horde. Yeah. Like, I struggle to think of one I've really, like, a combo that I've loved in the last year and a half, like... Tiku's was an awesome exotic. I didn't really care about the ornament though. Right. Um, what was what's the exotic this season? It's it's trespasser, right? That's it's trespasser. Season? I like yeah. the trespasser one. It's just like you can't really see the ornament on a sidearm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> okay, cool. It's themed to the Reaper armor. That's cool. Like, whatever. You know, we couldn't even get a new exotic. We had to do we had to do a re, we had to do a re-release of a Destiny One exotic here. <laughs> that's how bad. That's how down bad we are right now. I do think that at some point the Reaper armor was probably intended to be part of the duality dungeon. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's not like why the hockey armor is in there. I could not tell you. I don't think it's a bad choice, but it's just like, why is this in here? I guess they knew they couldn't uh, afford that or they couldn't do that. They needed to do a couple of others. Yeah. The, I mean, I like that ho- the hockey armor set that's there, but it doesn't, it's definitely not a, uh, a dungeon set no it's it's very similar to me what they did with uh prophecy initially was the uh the dido set was supposed to be part of prophecy or was supposed to be in the eververse they moved it to 
prophecy because mm-hmm. we were like, we're tired of paying for shit in Eververse. I would have loved to have seen the Void, Solar, and the Inevitable Arc set, obviously. Which makes me think there's a stasis set coming to round out the set at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, especially, if, like, those... especially if that storyline in that fourth season is kind of leading into Lightfall and they're kind yeah. of teasing that next darkness subclass like that would make sense that stasis would I be just, like... like as much as i've liked the void and the solar armors and i'm sure that the arc stuff is gonna look really cool with lightning coursing around it mm-hmm. it feels kind of cheap and i feel like maybe and this is this is me sounding a little bit greedy as a player and i get that the resources probably aren't there i would have loved to have earned that armor from like reaching milestones with my subclass this season we got a Bungie Rewards emblem for doing, like, for getting, if you got, like, 7,000 Solar Ignition kills this season, mm-hmm. why not let me earn some armor in-game? Give me a list of, a, give me some, give me a quest line, like, Fortnite gives me quest lines all the time, I don't want to keep comparing things to Fortnite, but give me a quest line like that with my arc or my solar powers, and, like, okay, you gotta do, like, you gotta do these objectives in, like, all these different game modes, and then you'll get... You'll get a helmet, you'll get arms, you'll get a chest piece, you'll get a cape. But it's like, it's there forever. Like, it doesn't go away. You can do it whenever you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be something that would be really special and really cool. Like, Or, like, it's a bonus. If you bought the season pass, great. You get this you get this quest line with this free elemental armor to go along with it for doing it. Like, that would be cool to me. Like, why are you charging me? I get why you're charging me, because I'm going to pay the money. But... I think that, like, something like that or, like, the hockey set should have been earnable. Yeah. Somewhere other than a dungeon. Yeah. No, I agree. The hockey set is not for the dungeon, but I don't... And, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, the arc and solar armors and things like that should be in the past because that would make me just as mad. Right. <clears throat> what does the Reaper armor have to do with the armor that I'm earning in the past, the normal armor? Usually the ar- the ornaments are a souped-up version of what you get in the past. Mm-hmm. What does this have to do with, like, Eris-themed armor? It has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. That, that, and that, that's, that's a bigger conversation, I think, about, like, resources and monetization and whatnot that we need to get to eventually. But I don't know. It's just it's really grinding my gears how lazy some of the stuff feels in the store. And I think, like, the event card and, like, just really a lot of the cosmetics for this summer event are, like, just nailing it home for me. I've never liked the Solstice cosmetics and I'm getting even madder now, but I'm also mad knowing that I'm going to buy the fucking go-kart ghost when it comes up for bright dust in like a week or two. <laughs> I'm 100% going to get that. Like, I think, I think the goofy sparrows and the goofy ghosts are hands down the best part of the summer events. Oh yeah. That's I hands like down. those. Those are fun. And that's, that's great. Like I'm okay with like buying that stuff because it's goofy. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I would just like to earn some basic items in game and not have to buy it all. Yeah. Like, why can I not earn the stuff that's in the event card? I think that's my question. Like, let me earn this stuff. You know, let me let me earn it based on the triumphs. And like, you get the exotic if you you get the exotic emote if you finish the seal. Which is not that hard to do, by the way. It's a very easy seal with like four weeks in the event. Mm-hmm. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, any any thoughts on Solstice uh, or on the event card or anything? We can we can hold the rest of the Solstice thoughts till next week when you get a chance to play it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot more to say. I just I'm I'm glad to hear that the bonfire stuff is cooler than <laughs> the normal stuff. 
I hate the Titan armor, but I mean, we can again, we can talk about it a little bit next week too. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see the glows on uh, the whole hunter set like up close before I make a judgment call. But right now, like, I really love that cloak, but I hate the fucking horn on top. It's so dumb. I'm so quit giving me pointy hoods. I'm supposed to be hidden. I'm gonna crouch behind a rock and that's gonna stick out like I don't know, like a glowing dildo or something. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Oh, the witness sees me. Guess I better start shooting. <laughs> Come on, man. It's ridiculous. Um, we have a twab though, Corey. We have a twab this week. Yeah, the twab, guys. The twab. The, the twab. There's not a whole lot in there because we kind of like blew through almost all of it between Solstice and uh, the showcase announcement. But there is something in here. I wanted to note because it's been a sore point that I've complained about a few times since it got introduced, but Banshee is getting an update. It's not amazing, but it's at least baby steps. Yeah. Um, Josh, uh, Josh Kalinsky is here. He is the economy feature lead. Um, so that if you are upset about something, I guess that would be the guy to talk to, except please do not go find him on Twitter. Don't. Um, yeah, don't. please don't. But actually, please, like, direct your comments to, like, the main Destiny feed or, like, go complain about it on Reddit like the rest of us. Um, that place is already toxic enough. You can just add to it. Um, he says, um, so they've been monitoring it over the last two seasons. It's been something we've complained about literally, I think, since, like, day one of Witch Queen. Um, starting in season 18, which, August 23rd, uh, completing daily gunsmith bounties will now grant you 50 gunsmith rep each up from 25 for a total of 200 gunsmith rep each day if you play. Because of that, you're going to want to make sure to drop by and give the old XO your hellos when hanging out in the tower. Secondly, and more impactfully for players, gunsmith rep gained from dismantling legendary or exotic weapons and armor will be increased to five each, up from three. This will offer a considerable boost to the rate at which gunsmith rep can be earned. Overall, we want to engage players to be able to reset Banshee 44's rep at least once per season. And though these changes coming in Season 18 will allow players to rank up with the XO more efficiently, we're going to continue to monitor and evaluate progression over the course of the coming seasons. We hope these changes make the gunsmith rep system feel more rewarding in Season 18. Um... I think that this is a good start, mm-hmm. but overall, man, just the amount of grind you have to do for that. Cause you're not even doing it passively. Like it's still rough. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to affect it that much. No, I don't think it'll help, but it's not going to do that much. Like I play a lot of destiny and I did not reset him during the first season. I definitely not going to do it this season. Yeah. Cause the grind from mythic to legend is so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Like all three of the mythic tiers are off. Cause you realize when you get the mythic, usually it's like, Oh my God, I'm only halfway through this rep grind. This is terrible. Um, <laughs> double gunsmith rep weeks. When, um, I guess they're hidden away at the same place that, uh, double dares of eternity rep is. Oh God. But, this is this is bad. This is bad. There's nothing to really work towards. Like, notice how the others have shaders, and I'm not saying I I, I would love a shader, a, bun, a, a a banshee shader every season because you'd earn that so quickly. It's level seven. Everyone gets the level seven. Come on. Yeah. Like, but I think like giving out like a god roll of a specific weapon would be awesome. Yeah. Or like. Uh, as I'm not, and I God, I don't want there to be another ornament for the weapons, but maybe there's an exotic ornament that's part of his inventory. 
that you can earn or like it's a let or it's an ornament for one of the legendary weapons that you can craft that season or something like i don't know um maybe every rank up that you get with him you get a guaranteed red border it's a guaranteed craftable red border i should rephrase that mm-hmm. not just like ah here's a red border funnel web for the 15th time right <laughs> so how many funnel webs have you gotten this season Josh. Dude, like too many to count. Sorry, Funnel Web, dude, you're old news. Uh, friendship with Funnel Web ended. Friendship with Unforgiven and Meta Multi Tool is going great. Uh, can you roll incandescent? I didn't think so. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm at the point where you maybe, like, I don't know, maybe you put a catalyst in there and you can earn it a season early by earning it from Banshee and it'll be thrown into the world pool the next season. I don't know. Do some incentives because a crafting golf ball is not going to do it for me. Yeah. Not when you've been so generous with them during the uh, Leviathan activity. Let me tell you, I've got eight of those suckers sitting in my postmaster and I'm full in my inventory. And I've crafted three weapons this season so far, one with updated perks and I'm still full up. Mm hmm. Like, we were complaining they weren't dropping. Bungie listened to us. They definitely gave it to us by us playing the seasonal activity. I just, this is a good start, but y'all are going to have to take another. I'm just, spoiler alert, Josh, my guy, you're going to have to take another pass at this. <laughs> this is rough. It needs this to be at least Real double. bad times for Banshee in the tower. I feel like it needs to be at least double this, at least. At the very least. I, th- I think, I think... I don't know if I'd go double. I would say another 50% on top. Like, I think dismantling an exotic should give you at least 10 rep, if not way more, because how often are you really sharding an exotic? Yeah. Um, Exotic should grant way more, and, like, it should be able to detect if you pulled it out of collections or not, right? It has to be an organic drop. And, again, I'm armchair developing. I don't know how hard any of this is. (laughs) Legendarius, I feel, should dismantle at 7 or 8 rep. Um, especially if you want engaged players to be able to reset. I mean, that I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Like, Gambit is already enough of a slog. Like, please don't make this a slog, too. Like, I want to look forward to going to Banshee, but, like, Saints Rep is real, real rough if you're just losing. Now, if you can get to 20 matches one or 20 rounds one, not 20 matches, God, 20 rounds one, and then just lose your way, the rest of the weekend, yeah, you'll get a lot of XP, but man, it's just brutal to level some of these guys up. Yes. Yeah. Look how bad the Iron Banner rep is until you start getting those dailies oh, God. rolling. God. I'd like, <laughs> I don't see myself ever resetting my Iron Banner rank again if it's only going to be for two weeks a season. Right. Like, you got, you better move that shader off of page two. That's all I'm going to say. That shader better be on page one at rank seven like all the other vendors. I best see that move happen next season, Bungie. I don't want to get to rank 16 for a second time just to get a goddamn shader. So I got got bones to pick with y'all. I got real big bones to pick. (laughs) You know, you could also solve the rewards problem by, you know, giving me player housing and giving me, like, swag to put up in there. I don't know. I, I, I digress. I digress. Good job, Josh. Corey, that's all we have for the Chwap today, because we already talked about everything else. Yeah. You want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do some questions. We got a lot. 
we we have a lot. We already addressed one of them. We're gonna we're 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 gonna read the other questions. So I want to read Joasis's because I really like this one. Uh, if your guardian got to create your own signature armor piece, what would its perk be? Mine would be warlock gauntlets that allow you to have two grenades of different types, such as having a solar and a fusion grenade. Ooh. So I thought about this, Josh. I thought about this. And so the one thing that destiny doesn't have, it has like the, especially Titans, like Titans have the barricade. Titans have the bubble. Titans mm-hmm. have the Sentinel shield. You know, they have all kinds of things to protect, but they don't have, nobody has like a mobile protection type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. I was thinking is I would, I don't know if this would be a helmet or a gauntlet, some sort of gauntlet or something. I think it would be some sort of gauntlet, but you would be able to throw it up like, uh, like, uh, what's his face in overwatch. And walk around with a barricade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And okay. I, okay. And I kind of like that idea that you would be able to move and protect your team while you're moving instead of just hiding in one spot. Because that's that's been my biggest kind of, not mm. complaint, but just like something I've noticed over the years, especially playing a bubble titan a lot, is like, yeah, you have a lot of options to protect your team, but there's no mobile way to protect your team, and I think that would be really cool to do. So, I think for mine, I would want an exotic uh, either helmet or arms that would allow me to turn my golden gun into a golden sniper. Hmm. Uh, to make it more lethal at long range, because uh, I'm sorry, like, Hunt, yes, hunters have golden gun. Yes, you can get long range kills with it, but you have to be really fucking good with golden gun to get those long range kills. Everything else, basic, with the exception of shards, requires me to get right up in your face. In PvP, especially, I would love a golden sniper, like just a mat, like you activate golden gun, but instead of like whipping the gun out and spinning it, you reach behind you and you just pull out a big fucking sniper and it's already loaded. Mm-hmm. You pull it out and you immediately go into the zoom with it. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I think that would solve the problem of, okay, we want a long range super for PvP. Now, it would completely destroy PvP. I want to be really clear. Like, this is something that would hypothetically never, ever happen. It would ruin PvP. It would be banned immediately. Whatever. But I would love to see that because it would be useful in both PvP and PvE. It would basically be Celestial Nighthawk, but longer range. It would have to be a one-shot super, but I would love for it to be an incandescent sniper. So, like, when it hits somebody, it can spread the Scorch to all nearby allies in, like, a 15-foot radius or something. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it makes... I think it would be cool if, like, if you get a precision hit or a precision kill, precision hit, precision kill, whatever, it makes your entire team radiant for 10 seconds. I think it could play really cool into Arc 3... or into Solar 3.0. Um... Beyond that, I don't really know. Like, I think hunters are in actually a really good spot, exotics-wise. Um, I'm kind of running out of ideas. That's why I let Bungie come up with it all. <laughs> Bungie, <laughs> um, my idea is free. Everything the way. that we get gets nerfed into the ground, so I'm a little afraid to suggest anything right now. <laughs> Bungie, my idea is free, by the way. Mobile 
barrier. Yeah, no, that's great. You guys should absolutely do that. I would love for it to be like a little cabal shield that like you run around with. Yeah, or like you could even take the like it could even be like a like a something you could add to the Sentinel Titan shield thing, right? Where like like an aspect yeah. and like if you like run around with it and you pull it up to hold it like widens out like the cabal ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I want one. I could see that. I, I I could see that. I think like dealing a lot of uh, shots outside would be great. Um, but dealing like getting inside, if you were to shoot the generator, would automatically kill it. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would help balance it in PvP, especially. Like it would be one of those things where you would have to balance it so heavily to be very useful in PvE, but it would have to be next to useless in PvP for balancing reasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, our, so th- Joe, thanks for the question. I really like that one. Um, our next question is, um, from RushJet, what is the best Jotun ornament? I believe there are only two. So, well, three really, if you count the default look. There's that, there's the opulent looking one that we got in Shadowkeep, and then there is the one that makes it like look kind of more yellowish. I don't really know how to describe it, but it makes it look like, I don't know, just a color variation of the original. Um, I gotta I gotta go with the original, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the original looks the best, in my opinion. I, I just, I struggle to think of anything that looks like better for it. Maybe if they had done a special ornament with my toaster, like they did with the Gallarhorn one, I would say that. Mm-hmm. But... I can't think of anything unless I'm just completely misremembering um, one of these. I also would like to note that I still use my Jotun Sparrow on the regular. That that has my honorable mention. Yeah, I mean that's fair though. Yeah, I, there is there is yeah there's there's nothing else that I'd really be like yeah this is awesome. Um, I think all of the ornaments are, both the ornaments are underwhelming for me. The, the default look is still awesome. It's still great. It's a classic. It never goes out of style. There is a really cool um, art piece. I'm looking at it right now. I just Googled to make sure I wasn't forgetting an ornament. But it's a nine-themed, Trials of the Nine-themed ornament for you. And it looks amazing. I would love to see that. Hmm. Cool. So, but yeah, you have it from the from the Jotun Toten host of the show the og man you can't go wrong with it It, it's always about the classics always you know if you ever use that yotin toaster i can call you the yotin toastin it's true that's true Mm. and then we have to get to our final question because we unfortunately forgot to read andre's question (laughs) last week on the show sorry Uh, andre Andre has now sent this in twice uh favorite exotic ghost shell and why Corey, you already have an answer prime for this. I do. Did you not see the animated GIF I replied to this question? I did. That's why I'm saying you have an answer it's for this. It's the, the Spelunker shell. The Indiana Jones shell. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. It's... Come on. I also like the... Uh, the uh, Bash Kit shell for some reason. It's just so stupid looking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a cool one. 
Um, There's a lot of cool shells, though. I mean, like, you think of the ones for, like, uh, uh, Guardian games, like the beach ball or the tennis ball or the water bottle or, like, some of the dumb ones for the events, like the like like I mentioned earlier, the chocolate ghost or like, you know, the haunted ones. Like it's, there's so many cool ghosts, man. Yeah, there, there's there's an awful lot of them. I mean, I I keep like seven ghosts in my inventory at all times because I like to switch between them a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find where my ghosts are actually. Jesus, I guess I can't view them in uh, the app. Oh, there it is. So the one I have on right now is I earned the trials the or the trials of Osiris Ghost from last year that they put in and I haven't taken it off yet. Uh, the in memoriam shell I really really love that shell. Hmm. Um, other ones that I keep in my inventory regularly are the uh, the Indiana Jones one of course, mm-hmm. the inflatable shark ghost from last year's uh, yep solstice. Mm-hmm. I I have been requested to please turn that off for. Uh, the lightfall cutscenes because we couldn't take them seriously. <laughs> I was laughing too hard watching that uh, on my screen. Thankfully, everybody gets to see their own ghost, but I'm sitting there watching and like uh, the Sabathun death scene, and there's a fucking inflatable shark flying around. Um, <laughs> the one that I like to have equipped for those uh, types of missions are um, the uh, the harpy shell. Yeah. I really like that, and I like the spiky servitor because it makes me feel like I have like a little buddy that's like shooting pew pew with them. Mm-hmm. I, I I like those. It just makes me feel better knowing that that's on my shoulder, voiced yeah. by Nolan North. Mm-hmm. I also so. like the uh, I call it the Top Gun shell, but it's the like the aviator one with like the old timey like, oh, plane yeah. helmet on. I use that for my Crucible shell. I almost bought the uh, the one of uh, the ghost sitting in the boat with the captain's hat that, that, that's up this it's season. It's cool, though. It's so cool. I almost got that, and I was like, this is so ridiculous. I like that. I like the donut shell for this year's Solstice, too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm tired of getting ghost shells. I can't I can't enjoy them all. It's getting to that point. That's um, so why I've like really soured on emotes, too. I, can't, I only have four emote slots. Bungie, it's time for an emote wheel. Yeah, um, yeah. Why don't we have an emo wheel? That makes so much dude. sense. Just, I mean, you can blame it on PS4 and Xbox One, and we won't take it personally. Just come up with something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immediately realizes that you can have an emo wheel on Fortnite on last gen, also. <laughs> um, blame it on the 360. We don't care. <laughs> blame it on yeah, Reach. Blame, <laughs> blame it on the Atari 2600. Yeah. I don't care what you do blame it on something <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to read some uh some solstice lore tonight to close us out are we heading the lore uh, corner we're heading the lore corner lore uh, corner. A little bit a little bit from solstice there's nothing like super super duper like important to read here as far as i'm concerned um but i do like uh, i do like some of the lore uh that we have here um there, there's some stuff with Ada. There's some stuff with Saint. Um, no, there's a little poem that's here. Um, and then there's uh, things that a lot of our friends in the tower have to say. So I, I want to read I want to read two of these pieces tonight. Uh, not not going super deep in lore corner uh, this week. Nothing nothing of massive consequence. We'll get back to finishing up story lore next week. Um, but while Solstice is going on, I wanted to read these. Uh, some thoughts that are 
fellow guardians in the tower and allies have about uh, the solstice. Amanda Holiday Solstice Roundup. See what the defenders of the last city think about the new festivities. This comes from the boots, by the way. Mm. Uh, the uh, the candescent boots. Vanguard Commander Zavala. <clears throat> Each of us has faced and overcome so much. Sometimes that can feel like a sacrifice or a price. But it's a lesson to remember and learn. I'd like Guardians to keep that in mind as we celebrate Solstice. What we come to do is only possible because of what we've done, both the good and the bad. I promised I would read things and voices at one point. So you did. I don't you know, know if I ever need I to for. replace Lance Reddick. You might be the two or three hundredth person they call. <laughs> I, uh, I think I'll be further down on the list. Uh, I will definitely be, be behind Nolan North. Um, Vanguard Ikora Ray. Meditation is an important part of understanding not just the light, but ourselves. We rise and avoid and seek meaning. The bonfire is a wonderful metaphor for that process. Amanda outdid herself helping with Solstice. Even I don't know how she managed all of this. Saint 14. A big fire to lay rest to everything that we hold in our hearts. Yes, I could use this now. Celebration, explosions, revelry. Isn't it wonderful? I might cry. Mithrax, Kell of House Light. Guardian celebrations perplex and mystify, but new... Oh, I, I can't do a Mithrax voice. But new beginnings are worthy of what Saint calls partying. House Light is grateful for inclusion in this occasion and offers forth many combustible baubles to the sacrificial flame. Lord Saladin, Vallis to Imperious Keitel, or Empress Keitel. Once I can see this bonfire from Keitel's flagship, I'll be happy. Empress Keitel of the Cabal Empire. What is the ordinance limitation on these bonfire contributions? Wow, you sound Perhaps just like the Cabal Keitel, by the way. can assist in creating a larger fire. My God, you sound just like her. <laughs> if I ever need to replace Keitel, that's good to know. <laughs> I'll support uh, Anna Bray. I'll support anything Amanda does. Quite a show. I'm always a fan of something fancy with a little attitude. <laughs> Lord Shex. I'd like to imagine the ignition cores are grenades. That does put a smile on my face. God. And Eris Morn. The what? Nobody told Eris about Solstice, apparently. Apparently not. Uh, and then the, the last one we're going to read is the, we're going to read the class item. We're going to read uh, from the candescent cloak bond bath towel, whatever you want to call it. Saint 14 stands in place of the sergeant of arms amid a host of new lights. Most have been resurrected near the city walls. He needed the distraction, the work, but most of all, he needed to be somewhere he could help. Whispers fly be between them regarding the legend that addresses them and a strange chicken that struts figure eights around his legs. This area is reserved for lights without combat training who wish to take part in Solstice. Let's get you to speed. He picks up an old-looking weapon. This is standard Kostov rifle. Some of you are familiar with this weapon, Saint says. For those who aren't familiar, it's very simple. He quickly runs through a few exercises. How to reload quickly, adjust the sights, clear a jam. 
At the range targets, he demonstrates how to weave light between bursts of gunfire. Each time a metallic ping rings out as he strikes a target, and each time a chicken cluck response echoes beside him. Calm and discipline is key. Steady support of your rifle will keep it under control. Steady pressure on trigger will keep you from pulling off target. Breathe, squeeze, and shoot. Bark! Yes, yes, now it is your turn, new lights. The group steps forward and focuses on their targets. Several of the trainees' shots miss, but a guardian in green lands each bullet and cheers. Bark! The new light looks at the chicken now standing beside them, then to Saint-14, who is also focused on the chicken. Then there is a moment of hesitation before it say, the Saint says, Mmm, good, run it again. Mm. I did it perfectly, the new light complains flaccidly. Saint steps forward and puts a hand on their shoulder. Perfection doesn't guarantee success. Perfection is subjective, new light. That is why we train. But I hit every one. <laughs> Saint-14 nods to the chicken who stands tall and mighty, feathers sharp and puffed against the warring morning light. Colonel, the pigeon lord says do it again. I wouldn't argue. I love that Saint has adopted Kate's chicken. I know. Ugh, that warms my heart. We all just assumed Amanda was kind of taking care of him. Now yeah. Saint is definitely taking care of him. I love that. Well, it's either Amanda or Eris. You know, well, Eris would probably eat him on the moon. I don't know. I feel like Eris would like perform darkness. Eris <laughs> yeah, would have made the the colonel be bound to the darkness ritual that we just went through. Yeah, maybe that's the darkness power as we just become chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I forget who requested it, but you have now gotten your lore reading in various voices that I promised during episode 100. It's true. Um, I'd also like to note that I said, I, I tweeted out this morning. I says, dear God, please give me King's fall next week. And Johnny and Joe Ace has decided they are going to give me a hard time. Johnny says it's going to be vault of glass 2.0. And then Joe Asus replies to both of us. And I, I Joe, I'm upset with you for this one. Uh -oh. I'm still, I'm still mad about it hours later it's gonna be crown of sorrow first encounter only hmm. you're banned <laughs> you're banned you're banned some people Corey, are still convinced that it's crota's end coming back do, listen if it's crota's end that's gonna be the most underwhelming thing they could have possibly done yeah I mean, I not that this is like everybody should take this with any sort of <laughs> real thought, but uh, Glad tweeted out today that he's like, I'm still in the Crota's end camp, but I feel like they're going to tweak it and actually finish it to make it a good raid. Mm. And I'm like, what? What would they possibly add to it? Like, what? What are you going to add to it? You know. Like, what would you add to it? I mean, yeah. And we don't have to answer this question tonight, but, like, it, that was just, like, I don't know. So, anyways. Yeah, I'm... I'm for... I'm... Mm, I could live with it if it was Wrath of the Machine. If it's Crota's End, something that arguably should be a dungeon by today's standards, mm -hmm. we're going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I truly think that this fan base would be incapable of handling it as adults at that point. And I mean, now listen, it would give me fodder for a while to sit here and rant and rave about, but nobody wants to hear that. It's, I want something that everyone is going to enjoy Uh and that would have relevance. And I think if we're aiming towards Sabathun coming back eventually, why not show, we basically have the entire Hive story in this game now with the exception of Crota's End and King's Fall. Yeah. So I do think Crota's End, and this is just aside aside speculation. I could be completely wrong with this next week. Watch it be Crota's End, and I'm just going to come in pissed off next week. Um, Crota's End, if it comes back, I think should be like a bonus dungeon at some point. Like, don't make it one of the promised dungeons. Just be like, hey, we brought Crota's End back as a surprise for you guys. Like, maybe even even like this Christmas, dump it in and be like, hey, we're giving you two dungeons, technically. We're adding Crota's End back into the game because it was requested so much. And Mm -hmm. I think that would really only happen if Goliath really is going to be shown off soon. Be like, oh, yeah, we're going to start migrating everything over to the D2 client and to making it accessible in the cloud. Like, this is just kind of a bonus thing we're going to add in. With the, you know a suite of the weapons and things like that, I think that would be a good move. But mm-hmm. man, if that's the raid, I'm gonna be sorely disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. Gonna be I like Crota because I'm really nostalgic for it. That's the most raiding I ever did uh, up until D2 was I played Crota I think every week for like six months. Yeah. But that and Prison of Elders, as much as I'd like to see those back as dungeons, please hold off until like Final Shape is out if you're gonna bring those back, or just throw them in as like a bonus pack. Yeah. Like, if you did a legacy pack, and, God, I just got done complaining about monetization. If you did, like, a legacy pack, maybe even, like, made it super discounted for the people who owned the original D1 expansions. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're, like, tied to their accounts or something, I don't know. They're tied to your Bungie ID or something. I don't know how you would authenticate it. But make it to where, like, if you did it for 10 bucks and you gave me Crota's End, you gave me the Skolas encounter in prison of elders as a dungeon and like a selection of d1 strikes and like an exotic quest i would buy that for 10 15 bucks Mm -hmm. if you told me you needed more time to work on lightfall like hypothetically lightfall wasn't going to be ready until like april but to to uh kind of ease that sting we're going to give you guys a pack um, partway through next season, like we did the 30th anniversary, and because I truly think the 30th anniversary was testing the waters, right? Yeah, for yeah, future drops sense, like right. that. I don't want this to happen every year, but if you were to do it for that, just to say, here's the final bit of the D1 content that we want to bring over, we're done after this. Yeah, I would be okay with that, and I could live with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I could, could see them totally that. doing that type of package again with with Lightfall or Final Shape. Like that, yep. what was it, $100 for the 30th anniversary plus Witch Queen Deluxe Edition, right? Yes, yeah. I could see them doing that. And I, like, again, I could live with that. I wouldn't like it, but I could live with it, knowing that, okay, it's over here, it's done now. Maybe it's part of, like, a huge effort to say, we're bringing over a f- couple final Destiny 1 maps and a handful of the strikes and then we're done we're done no more Mm -hmm. content is being brought over from destiny one anymore no more exotics nothing we're done right i would be okay with that Mm -hmm. but i think there's no reason to not have some of the moon strikes in there i think the mars strikes could easily be in there now Mm -hmm. the reef i mean i don't think we had any i don't think we have all the cosmodrome strikes either do we 
We do. The only one that we're missing is the one from um, Rise of Iron, which, honestly, who cares? That one was terrible. Yeah. I sure as hell don't want to run around in a circle from that guy on a Grandmaster, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, I do think you bring up an interesting point, and I, I kind of hate that we're getting to this at the very end of the show. As we're trying to do outros... Maybe this is... Ah, I'll save it for next. I'm Let's save, save it, for, it next for next week. I'm saving it for next week. I've got something I want to talk about next week now. Okay. Write it down so we don't forget. I will. I will. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, if you want to hear those thoughts, uh, tune in next week, I guess. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and or watching Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. Remember, if you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. really helps with discoverability. If you want to watch us, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where all of Lore Corner is also broken out into separate videos uh, and interesting topics and questions. Josh, thank you for your time tonight. As always, where can we find you? Always. Uh, Josh underscore Finn, two ends on Twitter. I'm probably going to be bemoaning about cosmetics. Uh, at least uh, you won't be complaining about the Browns uh, like I will be. Um. I can't believe that we did not get Baker Mayfield. I'm so upset. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on various other shows on the internet. Uh, you can follow Tower Casuals on Twitter and Instagram at Tower Casuals. Email the show towercasuals at gmail.com. <laughs> And that's it. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye, Guardians. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Mm.